Yo, what's good, family? Thank you for stepping to the Coach's Box. I'm Coach JP3, joined by Coach Pace and Coach Murph. We got a lot of catching up to do. We've been off for a few weeks, but now we back. And so much has happened since our last episode. We got to try to tackle. We're going to try to wrap our minds around this a little bit. We're going to start with the coaching changes. The old guard, slowly but surely, is changing. In, in the world of sports, especially when it comes to football coaches. We saw three major changes th just this week. Just this week, we saw three major changes. And so, Coach Pace, we'll start with you. Nick Saban, retirement. Like, so what do you think about Saban's uh, retirement and his regime in Alabama? And can Coach DeBoer uh, from Washington properly fill his shoes? Well, let me answer that last question first. No. Um, that was pretty easy. Uh, his tenure, I mean, I don't think there's a greater tenure in sports history. Six national, six national championships in 17 years at one college. It's basically one every three years. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, he's been in the playoffs. He's done everything. He switched his game up. So. Um, the only shocker is, like, it just came off like a playoff loss. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's the only shocker. But if you look up his age, the man's about to turn 73 this year. Like, bro, it's time to hang it up and go be with your family. Like, we'd be telling a lot of people to go be with their family. But Nick Saban has earned the right to do whatever he wants and talk about that lake he's always been wanting to go on and take his players to. It, it's it's time. I, I I genuinely think it's time. So I have no – everybody's all shocked, and we're all shocked. But if you take a step back from, like, the news, if you take a step back probably, like, an hour or two later, you're like, yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. Putting putting yourself in his shoes is kind of like, all right, it, it makes sense. You got a whole family, bro. Like, yeah, you, you, you've you done – you have nothing else to prove at this point. Yeah. You pretty much own Alabama, so, like, you can really show up there whenever you want to. Like, you want to go to a game? Yeah, Nick just called. He's – yeah, he's pulling up. Get the get the escort ready, man. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And, I well, well, I thought part of what – now, so me, I'm thinking about it from a competitor standpoint. Like, man, I was this close to a, a, another championship. Maybe I'll see this through. Jay, Jay Milrow's gonna be there again. Let's see if we let me see if we can make this happen. But then on the other hand, I look at it as like he proved that he can coach in a different era. Like when folks like him, you see a lot of coaches refuse to adjust to the times. And it's still kind of proof that the old school coaching can work if you make little adjustments here or there. Um, but do you all feel that he kind of got fed up by the new age of college football with the transfer portal and stuff like that, that it, it makes it that much harder for him to recruit now? See, that we that just shows that we all looked at it a different way. Because I looked at it and I was like, oh, Nick is soft. When times get hard, I bounce. You saw that in the NFL and now with the NILs and transfer portals, just like how you said, like, oh, you know, I was this close. Maybe I give it one more shot in terms of a competitor. But he knew it was like, with this transfer portal, these NILs, like, is there a possibility he can make it to the playoffs again? For sure. Is there a possibility for him to win? Yeah, but 
is going to be a long shot compared to his previous years. So he knew, like, how many times you're going to be almost there. The dude's chopped. He couldn't compete under the new circumstances. That's why he left. I mean, it's a lot more recruiting now. Like, bro, he got to put foot to pavement. You can't just walk in there, have a, a 45-minute no, combo. No. With you don't have to put you – know, you don't have to. You don't have yes, to with you the do. NIL. No, all you have to do is put money in pocket. You don't have to do that yeah. for work. You heard they were trying to yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That money in Bama. He was like, dang, I can't take it. This is what Nick was. He's like, dang, I can't take advantage of these kids no more. I'm out. Nah, but you know, he was trying to get the Bama boosters to pay more money. They wasn't trying, they wasn't going. They said he just, said that initially. Well, he was complaining initially, but he he didn't say it like, bro, the Bama boosters is not trying to pay that. Yeah, he was like, dang, I got actually got a coach. Dang. That's what it was. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's a, he's a good coach. Yeah, I mean, you. It doesn't. It's hard to win that many times without good coaching. Like, it's not like it was a fluke and he once won one every once in a while. Like he was winning consistently, but. I'm just saying, bro. He was like, dang, I actually got to coach these kids. And plus, I know it, it was it's probably tougher because talking to some kid that's trying to compete that's broke to make it and then trying to coach somebody that got money and makes more than you, it, it could get a little annoying because somebody like, what you mean? I got to do this. I, I make 15 M's. They ain't making 15 M's. If somebody making 15 M's. You know, I'm, I'm exactly. We got to have some discussion. I'm exaggerating, but you know, like that, like I'm getting paid millions. Like, well, what are we? You know, some people may think that they're NFL players already because of their NIL deal. Yeah, Ohio State's roster, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do you see um, the same thing happening to Dabo Sweeney? Do you think his days in, as a head football coach are numbered? In- Bro, no, he should have been bounced. He should have been bounced. He's a front runner. That's all he is. We ain't never, we ain't never took Dabo serious, bro. He's a front runner. Dookie streets. <laughs> yeah, like that. That goes to show. Like he ain't have that general. He ain't had a generation. If he ain't had a generational talent of Trevor Lawrence in like a all world roster with Etn and. Man, he had a plethora of receivers. Justin Ross. It, I mean, just everybody. Man, he ain't done nothing outside of that. He had a generational quarterback and two generational quarterbacks. Freak boy down in Houston. Now that's plays for the Browns. Mm-hmm. And now, Joe Flacco didn't play for him. He said freak boy. Yeah, yeah I know. Bro. I'm just saying. I like that. That boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, does Deshaun really play for the Browns? That's a good point. He's stealing money. You're right. Stealing money. Yeah. He Ben Simmons at the NFL for real. Yeah. So far, that's what's going on. Had a little but bit, back, and then he started acting up. And, and just to double down on that that Dabo point, don't forget, like he, yeah, he had that great roster, but also the refs got him one when Facts. they cheated OSU. So. Facts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we ran that back and got the draws. I will say I will – I do not envy Caitlin DeBar's, like, position at all because it's 
imagine like being the the guy that follows Nick Saban. I know I was, when I was watching some people talk about it. They're like, I'd rather be the guy, <laughs> guy after guy. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's going to be that guy that's right after the Hall of Fame coach. And it's like, I'd rather be that next guy. Like, okay, yeah. Uh, because it's going to be hard to keep that type of, um, you know, success up because there is a standard. Uh, it's one thing to do it in Washington when very few people are actually expecting you to win a national championship and then you get to the playoff that you get to the championship game. Uh, mm. As opposed to the expectation at Alabama is that you win it every single year. No. He was quick like, anyway, though, in Washington. He was done. I, I think he's gone. Penix is gone. Yeah. Most of them players is probably going to leave. Yeah, I think. And then, not, oh, that's yeah, why. Yeah. That's why I think he'll do. I think he'll do all right in Bama. But like, just like you said, it's going to be the aura of Saban that's going to be the biggest obstacle. It's just like when Mac Jones has to step behind Tom Brady. It's like the the only issue with him is with the standard because we know you can coach if you took a team in Washington that nobody really expected to make noise to the natty, like, okay, you got coaching ability. Now you're at a bigger program. So you got some cachet. So you may like, of course, recruits are going to leave and some have left already uh, once they got the news, but some might, you know, stick around and you probably be able to bring some people through the portal. Cause they'd be like, okay, well, like if you brought Washington there, I mean, with Bama, you could do something with us. But to me, I think he has a two-year window to make the playoffs before things start getting dicey. I don't really expect him to make it his first year, but that second year he has to at least make the playoffs, especially they're expanding it, so there's really no excuse. Yeah, he better be in the top 12. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's a good segue to uh, talking about succeeding Tom Brady. So, you know, what we see now, uh, Bill Belichick out as New England Patriots head coach. Thought I'd never see the day where this would happen. Um, It's announced that Gerard Mayo, the linebacker's coach for the Patriots, will be stepping into head coaching duties. And so there's a lot of – there's several questions here for you all, fellas. So, like, um, what do you think about – did you – do you think that it was time for Bill Belichick to step away from the Patriots? First question. Second question, where – he didn't retire. He's just not going to be coaching the Patriots. Where do you see him going, if anywhere at all? And then three, um, how do you feel Gerard Mayo is going to do as the new head coach? Well, I'll start off with the last one. I really don't have any expectations for Mayo. I He has to get – he has to have, like, three seasons because I don't know what direction that he's going to go. I know that they hire with him because it's just like, okay, you know some of the guys. It'll be – if you go and just get a different head coach that's not uh, that's not for the Patriots, that's pretty much you committing to a full rebuild. And I know with their standard, they're really not trying to do that, even though there's no Belichick, there's no Brady. So it's just like, hey, let's see what we can salvage. So let's bring Mayo on. So I think he needs like a good three-year grace period to figure out – I mean, quarterback is in question. Uh, I mean, are y'all going to trade, draft the quarterback? Like, what are you going to do there? Um, and then how are you going to fix the surrounding pieces on the offense? 
Um, when it comes to Belichick, I just think it's time for him to hang it up. Because when you look at how he runs things and how much control he wants, I don't think there's a team desperate enough to take a chance on him. Because wherever he goes, he's pretty much the only person with that type of pretty much tyrant message. Wherever he goes, it's going to rub somebody the wrong way. So, like, I can't picture him with any other team. Gotcha. That's Coach Beck, what do you think? Um, he needs to retire, bro. He's 71. Like, bro, give it a rest. Go be with your family, bro. Like, I'm tired of these dudes always. I get football is life. Like, bro, you need to find something else to do with your life. Hey, bro, you're 71. You literally, it sounds terrible, but you might have a decade tops Mm. at that point. If you live past 75, you lived a really, really good life. And you spend 40 to 50 of it coaching. Like, I get it. You enjoy it. But, my boy, you got to find something else to do. On top of that, you're from the old guard. You're setting weight. You're setting stone in your ways. You're not going to be innovative. You're not, gonna, you're not moving the needle anymore, buddy. All right? So you need to let it go. Just like Tom Brady had to let it go at some point, you got to let it go as well. Um, so should he coach again? Absolutely not. Will he? He's an idiot if he does. Um, and somebody signs up for that. Um, Gerard Mayo. I'm indifferent. Hopefully he does good. I'm indifferent. I just – I don't know how he's going to do up in there in Boston is all I'm going to say. Mm, that's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Simply put, yeah, it was, it was a good move for him not to be coaching the Patriots anymore. I think the, the relationship had ended and – it was, that was overdue. Uh, if if he retires, I would completely understand that. Just like Nick Saban, yeah, hey, go live your life with your family. Have a good time. If he were to stick around, I actually think the Chargers are desperate enough to, to pull the trigger on him. Because it's like you have literally wasted Justin Herbert and the rest of that roster's career thus far. You don't have a general manager that is like, because the GM got fired too, remember? So you have space for him to kind of slide in and do his thing. Uh, you talked about, I see, when I watch Charger games, I look at how undisciplined they are. Belichick, I think, would turn that, especially on the defense end, where they put all that money on the defense end in Los Angeles. So I think if there was any team, that would be the team that could benefit from his services the most, even if it was just for, um, you know, three to four years or something like that. So I, that's, that's what I would, that's, if I were the Chargers, I would at least consider that. Um, I, I think Gerard Mayo, it makes sense for him to be in that place. You do need some familiarity when you're, when it's that big of a loss. I'm I'm hoping it ends up being like a, an Antonio Pierce type of experience or a D'Amico Ryan type of experience where a guy steps in and and um, really turns things around. It's just that that's going to be tough because you ain't got a quarterback right now. And that division is hard. Yes, yes. Um, you know, D'Amico Ryan, 
really blessed to be able to get C.J. Stroud, and they they took the Texans to a place that we didn't think they were going to get to. Uh, I well, I mean, I will say Pierce. I, I mean, it's not like the Raiders had a star quarterback either, but um, their division isn't as tough as the AFC East. So I'm just I'm hoping that he has an experience like that though, where people see, okay, like this dude can coach. We just need to get some get some more pieces around him, and the players really gravitate toward him like they do. They did those other two guys I mentioned. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, taking over an organization that, you know, just knows winning, telling them to be patient, that's going to be the the hard part. Mm -hmm. I will say major props, though, to Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, because the reason why Gerard Mayo got that job is because it was part of his contractual succession plan. That's why they were able to skip over the interview process that the NFL mandates for coaching hires. Mm -hmm is because they were trying to groom him to be a head coach there. So for that to, and it being a black male in particular, and the NFL head coach, I do I do give, give props um, to the Patriots organization for doing that. And I just hope that they do right by him and continue to surround him with tools and resources that are going to make him successful. <clears throat> um, Pete Carroll. I didn't see this one coming at all. Me, they that's they're wrong for that. Yeah. They're wrong for that. Yeah, I'm with y'all on that one. Like, why why do you think that was messed up? Literally, he well, first things first, everybody made such a big deal about the rest thing. He outperformed Denver two times in a row with Geno Smith. This team is literally on the upside. And then y'all just drop them like that? Like, that just doesn't make any sense. Because now when you bring somebody else in, like, it's different for Mayo. Like, the Patriots been mediocre to bad the past two years. Seattle was one of They were trending upward. They were looking really good. And then you're going to bring in somebody new on top of that? That's a whole lot of pressure. Like, I don't know if y'all just believe in Gino that much or what, but you don't have a season like that and just cut ties. What are you thinking, Coach Payne? Are y'all surprised? Yes. I, I really was. I thought he was going to be able to tell them when he's done because of the direction – like Coach Merck was saying, like the team was on the upside. They're still a good team, so there was no reason I felt to really fire him unless there's some business going on that we don't know about. Listen, but, man, I get it, but they're probably still holding the grudge for that Super Bowl, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. Nah, because if you was, if you were, I would have moved him out the same time of moving Russ out. I would have just cleaned house. Oh, no. You don't wait till the oh, team yeah. like is doing good and be like, all right, yeah, we're gonna find somebody else. Bro, it probably just I don't know. It might be a voice thing. I don't, I really don't know. But I mean, again, the dude been there for forever. He's old. Like he's seventy two. Mm-hmm. Like okay, y'all want y'all see? This is what they want to do. They want to the coach to croak over. Okay, right? well, 
Okay, but like him him being 72 and like, you know, Belichick being his age, yeah, Pete Carroll is older, but we all know he doesn't act like that. He's the most energetic older guy he is in the league. I, so it's not like because he constantly innovates. Like that was Bill Belichick's issue. His stuff was just so bland and old fashioned where Pete Carroll actually evolved with the times and play calling and everything. Was, I ain't got he's probably his staff, but again, he was he winning does. with Geno Smith. Geno Smith ain't that bad. Like he, he ain't have that, a little, but he ain't that good either. He like middle of the pack, maybe a couple notches below Kim Kurt. And that defense was clicking. Yeah. Boy, they got them some studs, some young they probably, studs. They probably needed a younger voice in there. They was probably tired of Pete or something. I don't know, or Pete. Pete was on the Pete wanted a lesser role. You know, you never know. Pete was like, man, this is getting <clears throat> getting too much. Even if he was winning, he probably was like, man, that's why he took an advisor role. Like he ain't gotta be that involved anymore. Bro, that's the job I would not want to have. Especially being a first time head coach. If I got some skin in the game and I've been a head coach, I would take it. But walking into that, yeah, with Pete Carroll. They're going to get somebody with some skin in the game. They ain't just going to go get no Gerard Mayo. I, but who? I hope so. That's what I was saying. I was like, who? who's going to be better than Pete Carroll right now? Matt Canada. They're going to go get Matt Canada. If they get <laughs> – Listen, bro, he already getting interviews. That's why I said you know what? Hey, you want to know, you know it's about, it's get, about who you know, not what you know. Hey, Matt bro, Canada getting about. interviews isn't even the wildest thing. Did y'all know that this nigga – Brian Johnson is getting interviews. The OC for Philadelphia, exactly. Who the fuck is that? (laughs) That nigga who had an MVP runner-up last year and a a a Super Bowl appearance team is getting job interviews for what? It's about you got two thousand yards receivers and a thousand yard rusher, and and your ass is getting interviews. Yeah, it's for about head coach. You know. Yep, it's about who you know, not what you know. Listen, bro, I'm all about. I never thought I would come into 2024 throwing shade at a black man, but damn, he don't need to be anywhere. He need to go <laughs> back to being a QB coach. He can't. If he can't OC, what makes you think he can fucking he- lead a team? He can't even lead an offense with all that talent. <laughs> He hasn't ran a good offensive scheme all season. The team has been bad all year. The last good game you've seen from Philly was back in the Super Bowl. <laughs> the Eagles rant came earlier in the episode than I anticipated. We didn't that. Listen, like, what, what else can you give Brian Williams for him to be successful? Like, dang, you got Jalen Hurts, you know, runner-up MVP, 2,000-yard receivers, 1,000-yard rusher. One of the best O lines in the league. Damn, these niggas suck. He needs some more help. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sad day. What about, okay, what about Jalen Hurts regressing as a player? I wonder well, today, why he this year he took a year a step back. I don't know what happened to him. Because just, the offensive place calling fucking sucks. You see that that fucking Stitches or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> that's the head coach. That was our OC last year. He was he's in Indianapolis doing his fucking thing. Shane Steichen. <laughs> Shane Steichen. He cooking in Indianapolis with Garner Minshew. Oh man. With Anthony Richardson. Oh, oh my stomach hurt. Man. 
it's night and day. From being a fan, go south right here on the show. Oh man, hey, that's crazy. I ended up being the being the one that was happy with my team because I didn't expect nothing. I really didn't. But and I told I you, I was telling you, I told you they were six and zero, seven and zero. You was like, but you guys are winning. You're the only one that's mad that, and your team is winning. I'm like, bro, but these niggas, look how they're winning. <laughs> I, hey, I had the optimism that they was going to put it together. Like, you know how you winning, but you luckily winning. I'm like, all right, they're going to have a little team meeting. They're going to get it together. You know what I'm saying? You know how they Bro, did last year. They, in the back end them. of the season, they in the back end of the season, they had three to four team meetings. And guess what happened? They were ass every week after that. <laughs> I'm like, so what the fuck are y'all talking about in here? Like, what, y'all keep calling meetings for what? To be worse than you were the week before? Like, hey, guys, we got to be better. Hey, how about we come back and play worse? Yeah, like, that sounds like a good idea. If they were what, what, 10 and one point, ended up 11 and six? 10 and one, yes. On the easiest, on the easiest part of their schedule. Yeah. Hey, bro, I really thought they was going to pull it together. Because, you know, the bro, just like they did last year, that's what I was thinking. I they lost that. to the Cardinals. <laughs> and the Giants. They pulled Jalen Hurts. Out of the game, they pulled the starters the out start- of the game at, after at halftime. It was twenty to nothing or twenty, and this niggas are getting interviewed. <laughs> you talk about wasting your time, hey, bro. You put up, you got that much talent, and you have zero points in the first half. You, you, he should have been sat for the game. <laughs> Like, and you're done calling plays now. I got I got a homie of mine that sent me a screenshot of talking about that Nick Seriani's job is on the line, and I'm over here like, all right, listen, y'all gotta chill out with that. The only way that his the only way that Nick Seriani's job should be on the line is if he blows it against the Bucks, and I don't even think it should be a guarantee out. It should be like, okay, we'll hear out the market, we'll listen to what the team has to say. But it shouldn't be a guarantee. But boy, Brian Johnson, Matt Patricia, you, you know, whatever best. the other guy, Dasani, whatever the fuck his name is, the other guy that was the head, co- the lead or the defensive coordinator before Matt Patricia stepped up, all have to fucking go. <laughs> Skip Bayless called him Coach Pencil. <laughs> bro, bro I'm this man stay with a job. <laughs> Trash. Like it, it's, it, it, you know, it's bad when when a black man talking about another black man don't deserve an interview. <laughs> that's really bad. That's that's where we are right now, y'all. Like that's he's crazy. one of those. No, he's one of those guys that they interview just to have an album. Like, no, look, we did interview a black guy. He just wasn't good enough. Yeah, we knew that before you called him in. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, like, they just had to meet that quota. I I knew the Eagles were going to take a small step back. I think whenever you lose both your coordinators in the same, is it's going to be different. Like there's going to be a lot of a lot of differences. I just didn't expect. I'm like, all right, y'all ten and one. Like all of a sudden, y'all play calling is bad. Y'all making mistakes. Like no, 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 no. You got to cut that back. You said y'all ten and one. Then all of a sudden, no. Our play calling was bad all year. <laughs> hey man, y'all out here losing to Danny DeVito. 
Yeah, man. And the bro. Mafia Bros. Yeah. Like Tyrod Taylor won again. Oh, that was it was Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Tyrod. Shout out to Tyrod Taylor. Y'all got Tyrod and Saquon out here outdoing y'all. And, and Giants have no wide receivers. Darius Slayton is their best wide receiver. I wish it, I wish I wish the Giants had Jameis Winston so they could run the score up. <laughs> <laughs> When the Giants, hey yo yo, you, you from the crowd, you you from the crowd, come run this touchdown in. Just just start <laughs> lining people up. Saquon, you take a break. This man never had a had a NFL touchdown in his whole career. He never even played football before. Go ahead and get in here and get this touchdown. <laughs> this man been wanting to be in the NFL since he was six. Let's get him a touchdown real quick, real quick. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. Like, when the Giants are taking their foot off the gas, you know there's a problem. No, that's crazy. That, no, that is kind of crazy. That's wild. I I didn't I didn't see that coming at all. But, but I'm not going to lie. Like, obviously, like, going into that game, I was just like, yeah, I want us to win. I wouldn't be mad if we lost because we'll get a higher draft pick. Because I'm like, we're already set it in. We're already settled in to the playoffs and – Dallas was going to win, so we were going to be stuck at wherever we were, anyways. So I was like, "Shit, you might as well get a higher, you know, draft pick." But to go out like that, mm-hmm. to end the season like that, mm-hmm. that just pretty much solidified how Ash I was on the back end. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're having some struggles. Now let's let me show y'all who we really are. Mm-hmm. Boy, these better <laughs> they better not lose to the Bucks. Oh, they better not lose to the Bucks. I don't give a I don't give a fuck about Jalen's finger. Y'all better not lose to the Bucks. Go ahead. Lose to hey, do me a favor and lose Philly. Oh. I need it. But them <laughs> niggas put up nine points last week. If I y'all go out there and lose, I need him to lose to the Bucks. Hey, Bucks. I don't care if it's Mariota or if it's Jalen Hurts with one hand. Y'all better not lose. I I need the Bucks to pull it out just so I can be here You're and in. put my camera on. I can put everything, all my audio on mute, <laughs> and I can put my camera on, and I can just sit here, sit back for and two for like... two hours. I would just sit here. <laughs> you know, like some space? Are you on? Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm just here. Uh, so well, I was gonna start with the Texas Browns game, but since we're talking about Eagles right now, well, what's gonna happen Monday night? Eagles versus Bucks. What's going to happen? Bucks. First of all, I, I don't know Bucks. why they. I don't. First of all, I don't even know why they got the prime time game. Like y'all shouldn't be. Both of them teams suck, crew. So like, why? Why do y'all have two of the? Y'all literally outside of the Bills Steelers matchup. Y'all have the second worst matchup in the playoffs as a prime time spot. What sense does that make? I got the Bucks money line. <laughs> money line. For the nah, best segment, y'all. Bucks. I need it. <laughs> I, need it. <laughs> I need the money line. Listen, Philly's going to win because they ain't got a choice, but I'll tell y'all this. This is the only this is the only win I'm expecting from them. Like this, like I don't expect them to make it out the divisional round no matter who they say. But they have to win here. Oh, I need this is the, Oklahoma Baker. Outside of like, <laughs> I need you to shake it. Oklahoma Baker. <laughs> they literally, if you look at every single team that's in the playoffs right now, 
everybody was somewhat on an upside but Philadelphia. Like you, like every team that made it, you look at it like, hey, bro, we, we got something to be proud of ourselves this season. Philly just a dumpster fire that just rolled in and just happened to, like, it just rolled off the highway and just landed in the right spot. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, 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 that was great. I've been looking uh, for quite some time. But, Oklahoma Baker on the way, baby. I I, mean, I, I, I want to see the Bucks with just so I can hear Coach Murph rant on the next episode. But I do think the Eagles are by far the superior team in there. I think the Bucks had a good season. Um, this was their um, – Todd Bowles is like first – Playoff season, first win season, so congrats to him. I, I think, I think, uh, no pun intended, the buck stops here um, against Philadelphia. I mean, I got Philly winning, but that's because I'm putting money on Philly. But <clears throat> if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna pick an upset, oh, it better be this one. <laughs> if Shaka Baker, Mike Evans go crazy on y'all's defense, boy, I need, I, I need, I need Skip Bayless on Tuesday. The bars on Friday. <laughs> you got that Patricia with the pistol behind it right here, boy. Oh, you don't man. care about you. Don't, you don't care about my blood pressure. High <laughs> blood pressure running my family. You want me to kill over? Really? No. At this point, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't care about your blood pressure right now. <laughs> it is the Bucks wedding, so you can come on this show next. I'll make sure. To, I'll make sure to tell my daughter that. That's a hater. <laughs> Oh uh, man! Oh, I needed that laugh. That was a good laugh. But Philly, Philly money line, sadly. Oh man! I hope Matt Patricia take that. Pencil. I'm gonna punch you in your face. <laughs> look at <laughs> look at the camera like that again. I swear you want me to whoop your ass. Oh my god! I hate hey, you. Why you gonna whoop mine when I'm not even on the team? I'm not. It's even the nah, it's the nah, it's the, it's the it's the look you I'm gave when you said that. Not nah, shut up. Shut up. Martin said, haven't I gone through enough? <laughs> Bro, like, listen, like, my, my 2023 ended with OSU getting spanked and then Philly getting spanked. Then the new year comes and then Philly gets spanked again. <laughs> oh, man. Gosh, I love it. I love it. I'm glad we did that first. Okay. All right, y'all. We're going to start. We're going to go back. The Saturday's games, so our first playoff game that we will be. <laughs> it's uh, Cleveland Browns against the Houston Texans. Joe Flacco coming off the couch out here balling, looking like uh, you know the Ravens Joe Flacco when he made that you know playoff run. So you got C.J. Stroud, uh, rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year for sure. He better be. Uh, D'Amico Rice, the Texans winning the division. Nobody saw that. Everybody thought it was going to be Jacksonville and then uh, perhaps Indianapolis and then the Texans. Uh, so, uh, or the Titans, then the Texans or something like that. But what do you all expect out of this Browns-Texans matchup? Um, go ahead. Nah, I'm low-key lightheaded, bro. <laughs> <laughs> To go into your prayer closet. <laughs> oh my god! Oh goodness! No, I expect the Browns to win, but um, I expect CJ to put on the show. That's pretty much it. I, 
Browns, I'd say, win by five. It comes down to the last possession, pretty much. You know, playoff Flacco. It's about that time of the year. So, I got playoff Flacco. This is what I'm t- I'm, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I, I'm kind of torn because I want to see CJ do it. But then also, like, if anybody's going to make a run, I want it to be Flacco for some reason in the AFC. I'm giving it to the Browns, though, just because of the injuries that Houston has on offense. You know, they're not them not having Tank Dale. Um, and also, I mean, C.J. Stroud facing Miles Garrett. I mean, you, you're going to need all your offensive weapons, and he doesn't have that as at his disposal. So I'm, I'm going with the Browns. Yeah, I'm, I'm really torn on this game, too. Um, well, because a couple of things. We saw it play out late in the regular season, and Texas defense gave up over 20 yards to Amari Cooper alone. But Cleveland's defense at home is different than Cleveland's defense road this season. Uh, they're one of the worst defenses on the road, but they're just so good at home that they end up being an overall really good defense. Um, I did see that Denzel Ward got hurt in practice this week and maybe won't play. I think if he doesn't play, that's gonna that's gonna be huge. Um, a huge disadvantage on Cleveland's defense. Um, and then on the other side, I know um I, I was hearing people talk about it earlier today where uh CJ Stroud uh struggles against man coverage, like and the Browns play man coverage. Um so we'll we'll just see how these things go. I'm I'm gonna just go with my heart, even though I wouldn't mind the Browns winning this at all. I that's fine with me. I want to see CJ and then we go get a playoff win. So I'm gonna go with the Texans. Uh, by, I'd say maybe uh, twenty to seventeen Texans. Uh, another interesting matchup: the the Tyreek Hill Bowl. You got the Dolphins and Chiefs. What y'all see going on there? Bro, the Dolphins is cooked. They're yeah. cooked. <clears throat> that their defense is too like for if they were healthy, this would be the perfect time to take advantage of that Chiefs offense. But since they're the Dolphins are banged up on that defensive end, that I feel like that's just enough leeway for the the Chiefs to to slip by by ten. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> Am I confident in that pick? Absolutely not. But at this point, I mean, Tyreek Hill gonna be limping out there. Uh, is Mostert playing? Uh, I think so. Yeah, he. I think he. Yeah. So he ain't gonna be a hundred percent. Tua stinks. Um, Waddle, I don't know if he's playing. Is he playing? I'm not sure. I think he's still questioning. See, I mean, geez, bro. Like, who you but? Oh, Lord. Um, H.A., he's one hit away from getting hurt. And then, I mean, <clears throat> we just saw it last week, bro. They got three turnovers and still couldn't close the deal. So, that. That game, that game made me very angry. I was very upset watching that game. And I'm glad 
as a Steelers fan that we didn't have to depend on those bums in Miami to beat Buffalo to make it to the playoffs. So thank you, Tennessee Titans, for taking care of business against the Jaguars earlier that day. So I'd have, I'd have been hot because there was no excuse for the Dolphins to lose that game. To a, the, the Dolphins managed 57 total yards in the second half against the Bills. 57 total yards with three, I think it was three straight three and out drives. Tua has trouble just kind of like laying the ball in there sometimes. And he 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 throws the ball too high, like like Tyreek Hill is DeAndre Hopkins or something like that. Like, and I'm like, you're gonna get Tyreek killed out there. Or he or you're trying to jump to catch the ball all the time in traffic. You don't get that man killed. He already limping every game with his ankle injury. I I, I and then the I think I like the Chiefs defense a little bit more than the Bills defense, you know, person to person. So I think they're gonna make it tough there in Arrowhead, cold weather, Dolphins, you know, Van Ginko. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if he's playing or not, but he got hurt against the Bills. It's just their defense keeps getting decimated with injuries. Uh, I I don't know if the Chiefs are gonna make it far in the playoffs, but I do think they get past the Dolphins. I twenty seven to twenty. Man, I, Tua disappointed me, man. I, I over here watching Hard Knocks over here rooting for the Dolphins, man. They go over here stinking. Why up. did you think anything good with Tua? Like, let's be real here. Because he was playing well. He was an MVP conversation for most of the season. Because of Tyreek. Yeah, I was about to say Tyreek was on a pace for 2,000 yards. Bro, That's every it. time that Tua is in the conversation for MVP, Tyreek is there too. That's the that's what people don't be picking up on. Now, do you feel the same way about Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey? No, because he hands the ball off to him. It's not like he throws it to him. CMC be doing a lot of that on the ground. Oh, I yeah, mean, he's dang near average over 100 yards a, a game. Like I, I would say that when it comes to Purdy and Debo, because it's not like he's like throwing it all over the field. He dumps it down, and Debo does the rest. Shoot, yeah. Debo's just an extension of the running back. Like Purdy's, like he's a game manager. I feel like they give him way more credit than he deserves. Gotcha. Uh, I'll go ahead and start this next one off because I. Everybody knows I'm a Steelers fan. We ain't got to talk about this. We ain't got to talk about this. Chop suey. No no TJ Watt. We got Mason Rudolph at quarterback. Bills by 10, at least. At least 10. 10? 10? That's gracious. I'm trying. trying 17, 35, maybe. I, I don't know. I was thinking a 33 to 33 to 17 or something like that. There you go. 33-17. But I, I hope y'all keep it closer than that. You know, dig down deep, Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? Where it where is your 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 pride? Because mm-hmm. y'all, y'all made it into the playoffs. At least make it competitive. That's all I ask of you. And I hope I hit this parlay tomorrow. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, I got the bills wally mopping now. Yeah, I don't use that term lightly. No, you're right. You're right. I'm I'm an objective fan. We gonna lose, and I it just no. I don't see the way for us to win unless Josh Allen gets hurt. 
in the game in camp. That still probably won't be enough. <laughs> I can't name their backup quarterback, but they can probably still do better than Mason Rudolph. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah. So we'll we'll we all got the bills on that one. So we'll move on to um the Packers versus Cowboys. I'm really excited to see this game. What do y'all think is gonna happen? I want the pack to win so bad. I want the pack to win. <laughs> it's gonna be Dallas though, but I want the Packers to win. I just just yeah. they're just not good enough. Jordan Love isn't good enough, and yeah. their Dallas has hit their stride literally at the perfect time. So I just you're going to, to beat them. You're going to have to put up points, and the only way their best chance to put up points is going to be through the run game. But you can't keep up with that passing offense running the ball. Yeah, you got <clears throat> you gonna have to keep up with CeeDee Lamb in itself, and that's not happening. So the Packers defense to be kind leaves a lot to be desired most games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna have a hard time stopping that offense. Yeah, they- like Jordan Love will have to play perfect, and that would him playing perfect would just make it a close game. Yep. It, it would have to be like that Kansas City game. Jordan, if Jordan Love plays like that, and if Dak struggles, happens to struggle in this game, the Packers do have a chance. That's their only chance, though. Yeah, but also the Chiefs ain't got nobody to throw to outside of Kelsey, where if C.D. Lamb ain't there, I mean, there's other options. Right. People that at least catch the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I give Jordan Love his props though, where I think this is a successful season, regardless of how this game ends up. You know, you're you you're next in line after Aaron Rodgers. You know, we talked about succession and how that could be very intimidating coming after a, a great, especially a great in the franchise. And you started off rough. And then this last one, I think it's what, 18 touchdowns and one interception over the last yeah. six games. Yeah. But it's not even just that, too. It's like because even when you said typically you want to be the guy after the guy because, you know, it's Brett, then Aaron, then you. So it's kind of like, dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and then they've been hit with injuries themselves, too. Um, Aaron Jones hasn't been healthy uh, uh, for part most of the year. Yeah, Watson been in and out. Yeah. So you're dealing with guys that really are now making the names for themselves because, you know, like Jaden Reed and, and stuff like that and Romeo Dobbs. Uh, so to be doing it with those cats, I, I I give them props. But Cowboys gonna take this one. They're gonna finally beat the Packers. And the play, yeah. Cause every time they play, Aaron Rodgers will find a way to beat the beat the Cowboys. But they'll get this one. Because he's because he's better. He's better. Mm-hmm. Cowboys at home, they played very well at home. Uh, so I'll give them a a uh, I'll give them a 10 point victory, maybe a uh I want to see a higher scoring game. So maybe 30 to 20. I hope to see at least a 30 to 20 game. Okay, when I said that the Browns Texans game was the game I was looking most for, that's a lie. Cause I forgot this is the game. This is the game that I'm most excited to see. This week. Yes. And Coach Pace is our resident Rams fan. Rams versus Lions. What you thinking, bro? We win. <clears throat> we winning. I'm going to tell y'all why. I'm going to tell y'all why. 
bro, Matthew Stafford is gonna put on a show, man. Listen, he gonna oh, he gonna get to show y'all why we traded Jared Fogel for Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford got all the pressure. I don't think y'all realize how much pressure is on Stafford. Mm. Okay, because listen, we all know where he's going with the ball. It's either going to 87 or it's going to 14. Mm-hmm. Nobody else. Mm-hmm. Okay, on top of the run game. They're not going to stop Kyron Williams, and they're not going to stop Puka Nakua or uh, Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford is clearly the better quarterback. Mm-hmm. We have the better defense. What's more likely to happen, us to stop them or them to stop us? They're not stopping us. I'm going to tell you that it, the only, their only hope is if Matthew Stafford turns into that one version of Matthew Stafford where he yep. all the time. That's the yep. line. Okay. No, he's only done that like one or two times this year. But if he can, t- if he don't turn it, bro, he gonna slang that thing. Listen, I'm telling y'all now. Nah, this, this is about to be book it. <laughs> I low key think that the 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 Lions are low key frauds. Like they're not a true like they did pretty good, but or I mean they did really good. They're the third seed, but I think this is this is going to be the the upset that happens this week if any happens because one it's the the homecoming, <laughs> it's the homecoming of, of Matthew Stafford. So he's about to put on like golf is going to be facing his old team, but I think it's going to be a mixture of. You know, Stafford showing out because he's like, you know, this is where I planted my flag at. Y'all got rid of me like I was the problem. Now I'm about to tear y'all up. And then y'all got the defensive players on the realms that had to deal with golf when he was there. You think Aaron Donald trying to light him up? Yeah, I think so. Take his head off. We don't need it. <laughs> so I, I think it's going to be a a lot of animosity in this game on both offense and defense from that Rams. Whereas plus I think like the the Lions are just a little bit too cute. So as long as the Rams get in there and be physical like they have been, yeah, they're they're just gonna beat them off the field. Right. That's that's one thing I'm worried about too. I'ma say this to Dan Campbell right now. Daniel, if the game comes down to an extra point or a two-point conversion. It won't, but carry on. Please don't get cute. That's how you lost to the Cowboys, okay? The fact that you tried it the first time you got, you got robbed, I'll give you that. But after you robbed and you can't do anything about it, right, you still got, we were hard-headed and went for two again from the seven-yard line. You got a penalty back to the two-yard, and then you started doing it again. At this time, they're not surprised that you're going for two, right? You're not going to catch anybody off guard because now you, you're this is your third try at the, the, the two-point conversion. Kick the extra point, go into overtime. Your defense was playing actually pretty decent against Dallas. So that's what worries me is sometimes a coach's pride will get into the way the success of his team when it matters most. And I think that's um, after that debacle with the, with the call, I think Dan Campbell got stubborn. And he should have just kicked the extra point. He can't do that again. All I'm going to say is Rams, we win it. Hey, 
Stafford, you'll never hear a bad word from me again if you beat Jared Goff. Because it's going to come down to QB play. Like, and it, they can run the ball. They're going to cancel each other out running game-wise. So it's really just going to come out to QB play. And I'm a little nervous if I'm a Lions, if I'm a Lions fan because Jared Goff been turning into Jared Goff a little bit uh, towards the end of this year. I mean, he had a good final game, but those other games, he was throwing picks all over the place. He going to throw it soon. Don't worry. Yeah. But what what kind of poetic justice would it be? Matthew Stafford, they said they could, he couldn't win a game in Detroit as a Detroit quarterback. Then he goes to the Rams, comes to Detroit, and wins a playoff game. Like, it that, don't matter. Bro. It I don't even know. matter because we already got the Super Bowl that Jared Goff could get. You know what I'm saying? See <laughs> – it's it's levels like unless Jerry Goff plan on winning the Super Bowl, it's still levels, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that would be pretty cool. But I'm 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 definitely looking forward to that game. But um quickly, uh Michigan beats Washington in the national championship game earlier this week. Uh what were some of your reactions to that game? Easy. Uh Penix is what we thought. Well, Okay, so I'm going to tell y'all what I thought Penix was. There's a reason he transferred from Indiana to Washington. What happened? He wasn't that – he was solid in the Big Ten, but he wasn't great. This year, he was great, but once he got back to, like, his Big Ten ways and, like, pressure came and things like – you started getting knocked around a little bit because they don't really – they don't hit, hit in the um, Pac-12. They don't hit, hit. What happened? He had he turned back into Indiana uh Penix. And what was he at? Indiana, very solid but not good middle of the pack QB play. We really didn't talk about him. So what happened? As he had three first round receivers and he turned right back into solid uh yeah. Penix. So I wasn't really like surprised because I thought they was gonna run the ball on them all over. Anyway, which they did. But Penix just went to prove my point that he wasn't ready at all. And he turned it back into Big Ten Penix. Man, it, it was a shocker for me because I I was kind of wanting him to win the Heisman anyway because I thought at that point. Same. And I'm looking like, oh, man, this will be a great story. I, I And even if they didn't win, I thought it would be he would have a better performance than, than he put up there. For you not to score a touchdown the entire second half, like Michigan could have stopped playing after halftime and still won win the game. Mm-hmm. Like that, that I I didn't see that coming because he and this is to your point, Coach. But I think he he was feeling that pressure. I know he had some rib damage in the game because he was getting hit, but like he was throwing the ball way too high, he was way way too far out. Like I've never seen him be that inaccurate before. Uh, for that long of a stretch during a game. And so that surprised me. I was just sad. It sucks seeing OSU be trash and Michigan be good. <laughs> I didn't even really watch most of the game because I knew what was going to happen. I wasn't really impressed. I was like, and all this J.J. McCarthy talk, I listen, I'll be talking like one of my one of my homeboys, is, uh, he likes the team up north and he's – ecstatic bro he says jj mccarthy is the most abysmal quarterback and he hates him like all he is is a guy that has like literally 
he's pretty much, and I'm not trying to compare him to this guy, but it's like Brock Purdy. Everything, or Jimmy Garoppolo, everything around him was perfect. So he really doesn't have to do much. Because mm-hmm. his numbers, at the end of the day, don't look great at all. They don't jump out at you at all. No. And it's not like he's throwing picks or anything. It's just like he's not being asked to do that much. I mean, I think no. a decent backup quarterback in the NFL, I think he could be that. But if I'm not mistaken, what they scored five touchdowns and four of them were by the running backs. There you go. Edwards got two and Quorum got two. Like 34 so, points, the magic number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, hey, there's going to be a couple times during the game, JJ, where we need you to make these passes. You make those passes, we'll take care of everything else. He didn't even make passes. One of them was a run for four, like 35. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, now, yeah, that Michigan defense is something else, too. I ain't going to lie. They, they play well. But, yeah, Michigan finally, finally got it. It would be kind of dope, though, if the Ravens won the Super Bowl and so the brothers would win the championships in their respective games. That would be pretty dope. Oh, what? <laughs> well, I mean, his, well, his brother, I mean, he already won one, though. But like, we need them doing it in the same year. Listen, it's already dope enough that him, like, well, both of the Harbaugh brothers have a championship and their dad has a, a national championship and they all scored 34 points in doing it. That's good enough. Yeah, that, that's that's wild. I don't like none of it. But only because one of them won. That yeah. I didn't need to win. <laughs> that you didn't need to win. But you know, if 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 John wins, that means that Lamar is a, is a Super Bowl champion. Don't we want to see that? Nah, because I know a guy that's a Ravens fan, and I, his year has been too good so far. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Coach Pace know exactly who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Boy, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, we will move on. Then. Uh quickly, we we'll do a little NBA talk. Uh. What moves do you see happening or do you think should happen before the trade? Bro, I ain't going to lie to you. I have no idea because I ain't really been watching. <laughs> um, bro, I've I watched too much basketball as is. I'll just be, bro, I ain't got time for it. Oh, yeah. Coach my brain, my, my brain be shut off. Yeah. Coach Pace, go ahead and leave a hard, harvest prep to a championship this year. Book it. I guarantee. Hey, put your, hey money line. Money hey, money line plus one fifty. <laughs> might as well cash out now, baby, because we paid. Hey, turn us up. Put your put a hundred on it. I got you. Uh, what do you think, of Coach Murph? Uh, what do you think? Uh, what moves do you think should be made or could be made? Well, one of them right now that talks about Dejounte Murray to uh, the Lakers is is heating up. Which is somebody they need, somebody that ha- can play offense and defense, because boy, the Lakers are bad. Like literally, what they made so many moves in the off season that you thought they would be good, and then you just remember that everybody's value dropped like thirty five percent when they play with LeBron. <laughs> so. They just need somebody that – and one thing that I love about that move, because the Hawks need changes immediately because they're always struggling. But um, I just like that they're going 
after a young star and stop with all this old people stuff and going for names like yeah Murray is a name but like he'll play better than he yeah yeah he yeah he's a, a really good player and he's somebody that can actually run the offense if AD misses a few games if Brian misses a few games he can run an offense so <clears throat> And then, like I said, he does it on the defensive end. There's obviously the Warriors. They said that everybody is uh, available except for Steph. So I'm excited for that. I want to see like how much this team is going to change. Uh, but the thing is, I don't know who will go where. Like, who's willing to put money into Clay uh, or put assets into Clay? And I already know, like, for Draymond, the only team really will be the Lakers out of make a move for him what coach pays Ooh, i know i know who somebody the lakers and uh warriors could use michael porter jr now will it ever happen probably not but they need somebody that can play a little defense get a couple blocks he's seven feet he rebounds and he can put the ball in the basket like nobody's business and it will give him more opportunity because they had they're so loaded with Denver. It's kind of just like, eh. Will Denver give him up? Absolutely not. But if there's somebody and they make some calls around the league, if it's an option for either or, but they need to go get if he's available. I don't know if he is. Like I said, it depends on what the packages are. But they gotta go get him, man. Mm no, nah, I don't think he'll be available. Right now, the only names that are really, like, well, big names that are available is, like, Murray, Pascal. For Pascal, there, there's talks about him going to the Kings. Um, well, why do you say all that? I'm just not like, bro, the Kings need to figure out what they got out now. But they have the team. I just, like, they have the players. They just got to, like, Mesh and gel. I don't know. They're like the perfect squad. I don't know why. They just got to put it together. No, what do you mean? They they made a playoff run last year. That's what I'm saying. They just got to. Well, they didn't it. make like, a run because they lost in the first round, but you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they don't need anything else. It's just like they need to play better, like in the playoffs. Like, I don't know what else they need. Yeah, I wouldn't mess up their nucleus definitely at all. They start, I mean, if they were to go get like an extra bench player to help give them some depth, I I I think that makes sense. But well, I, the only well from the trade packages that I'm seeing, they're they will still have their core that because they'll still have obviously Fox. They'll have Fox, Sabonis, and Keegan will still be like there, uh, but people like Davion and. Um, like Kevin Herter and them would be a part of that deal. They better keep Malik Monk too. Yeah, that. I don't. I don't recall his name being in in it, but I'm pretty sure that would be a talking point for some of them, especially for the Raptors because they needed somebody that can, you know, really run point. There you go. Yeah, I, I it'd be interesting to see where Pascal ends up, and I do like your uh, Michael Porter Jr. thing. If they, uh, I I know his name isn't out there right now, but if 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 any team has some has talent that they can afford to lose one person, it would be Denver. 
and especially if they're getting a solid person in return, right? Uh, yeah. A three-team deal or something like that, they can make it work. Yeah, the way the, the Lakers talking, Cam Reddish and Vando need to hang it up. So why not just package them two plus, you know, another player like or package Reddish and Reeves or I, I don't know. I mean, D-Lo, because they was talking about getting rid of D-Lo for the longest. They package be. something like that up. And be like, oh, let me go. Let's go get Michael Porter for rebound and scoring and to improve our defense. You know what I'm saying? And add a little depth. Yeah. And I agree. I, I like the DeJounte Murray move too, because yeah, D Lo is not working out. He ain't doing it. Bro, the way Mike Malone talked about the Lakers last year, you think he's going to do a deal with them? You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> DeJounte, why does everybody want DeJounte? I'm not so much. DeJounte is not moving the needle for anybody. Because he's a two-way player, and if he goes to the Lakers, he will be a third star. Huh. Like, you're not really holding your head on him. So it's not like, you know, you're asking him to – you don't necessarily need him to move the needle. You just need him to stabilize things, which he can do. Because he plays on both ends, they're not gonna win nothing. That's the thing; they're not winning nothing. I don't. I don't like. The only thing, the only thing with Dejounte that's going to be tough is that, like, if there's ever, I agree with you to the point. I agree with you to the point that, you know, he's not going to win nothing. Only if there's a time where Bron and AD is out, I do believe he would need at least one of them for him to win. But you're also expecting at least one of them to be on the floor because there's and then plus with the the assets they have, there's no move they can really make to bring in a guy that's just like, hey, if we're both out, you can carry this team. They don't have they're like who are you going? Nobody going to give up a player like that for. Bro, bro, hey, what, listen, they, just need, they just need to hang it up, bro. This season is not it. Like I'm sorry, bro. Y'all washed like it's over. I don't know what more do y'all. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what like more do they want like. But it, I mean, don't they have the goat on their team? Like, should that count for something? Don't play, James. <laughs> don't play. You really want to do this tonight, James? Man. You really want to do this tonight, James? Oh man! Nah, I just, I just thought it'd be funny. But... They, yeah, imagine, imagine judging the thirty nine. Go, what was, what was Jordan doing at thirty nine on the Wizards, just stealing money? Yeah, yeah. No, no, smoking he, black and miles. Yeah, he probably was doing that. Yeah, he was doing <laughs> losing money at the casino and losing games. Actually, okay, I'm not gonna get into this, but actually, the Wizards were playing well when Jordan was playing there. It's just that he got hurt and was out for the season, and that's when the team went down because he wasn't playing. Yeah, I remember when Bron got hurt at 39. Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> hey, Mike didn't have to deal with Anthony Davis. That's part of, part yeah. of the blessing. Yeah, well, yeah, but and also part of the curse because that Wizards team, there was no one even close to the level of Anthony Davis on that on that roster. You're saying it like Anthony Wait, Davis. wait, wait, which, which day are we talking about, though? Like, so if I'm Jordan on the Wizards, I, he would have killed to have a player like Anthony Davis on. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. No, it wasn't. I was about to say something so. I was about to say something so dark. And you know, you know, you know how I feel about AD. You know, we be making fun of him a lot on this show, but bro, he's still Jordan better don't. than 
in the other Washington Wizards that Jordan played with during those few. And he would have made that man cry. <laughs> Good. Because he would have told him he was yeah. trash. He could. Nah, he he wouldn't have told him that he'd have punched him in the face like he did Kerr. <laughs> You're right, and he'd have folded like a pretzel. He'd have punched him, and he'd have been out for like eight months, and be like, "Get my black <laughs> miles." Bro, Jordan's not have Jordan couldn't handle a player like Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis so soft. I think he would have toughened him up a little bit. Anthony Davis. He would have toughened him up. I think he. He would have requested a trade. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, I can't. After, after Jordan punched Kerr in the face, they went on to win multiple championships after that moment. So you AD ain't Kerr. <laughs> He's a and curb. Plus if you if you six ten, six eleven, and get punched by a six six guy, and you just like, I gotta get out of here. Like, nah, bro. Like now the whole team need to ju- just jump him. Just, just beat him up. Look at me. Gil got to bring his gun. At that point, you got to bring your gun to work. Like, I'm sorry. That's funny. That is funny. I would have. I would have paid to see that. To see man, that. Jordan not dealing with Anthony Davis. Nobody wants that to see that. Oh man, I, I was like, it could go one or two ways. It can go like how you know teams have like gotten a player that's kind of been up and down, and they found consistency with that player, and they win. Or it could be like Kobe Bryant, Dwight Howard. <laughs> so. We'll see. I, I don't know. The crazy part is Dwight Howard wasn't even that bad. So I just I just can't get Kobe Bryant mouthing you're soft across the court. I can't get that out of my head, like in the middle of a game. Uh but anyways. Oh, and shout out to Coach Spo, uh uh Demaris. Got a contract extension. Shout out to him, man. Was well like- deserved. Eight is it eight oh, years? Yeah, eight years. Yeah, hundred and twenty-four plus mil. Yeah, the most lucrative coaching contract. Right, well deserved. You take a team like that to the finals to get stomped on. Get your money, boy. All right, we gonna round it out with with our bet segment. So, uh, we got any money line Buccaneers in this segment? What we got? Stop it. Stop I would it. love to. I would love to. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> but I'm not going to. I'm not stupid. Okay, what y'all got for me today? Take that Philly minus three. Okay. All right. Take a Kyron Williams touchdown. Mm-hmm. Take Joe Flacco over two. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Take Joe Flacco over two touchdowns. Hmm. Uh-huh. Um and then last but oh take a CD touchdown and then CD over seventy yards. That's solid. What you got, Coach Mark? That's it, man. <laughs> silly, silly money line. Rams money line. Talk about it. And, and Packers spread plus seven. Okay, so you know, I kind of do want the Buccaneers to win now because crazy. This not, is only, really not only will we get a very entertaining episode, but I could see those other two things happening on your on your on your uh, parlay. But you would have to wait till Monday night for the Eagles to win, and if you got mm-hmm. the Eagles, <laughs> you lose your parlay too. Oh, he loses parlay. He might be insufferable. Insufferable. <laughs> Hey, Philly, a reason he loses parlay. You might as well. That Deshaun Jackson jersey is gone. 
God. No, DJs ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> I do got a Jalen Hurts jersey, though. Plus, that DJs jersey was a gift. Thanks, Coach Pace. So, nothing is going to happen to that. Good point, good point. Actually, that, I probably need to get you a get you a Puka jersey. Puka Nakua. Yeah, we about to sign him next year. Don't worry. Man, he made uh, he made um all was it all NFL uh, second team. Yep, second team all pro. All pro, yeah, man. Uh, he That's broke the rookie receiving record. Um, man, That's him. That's that's. Um, but yeah, okay, man. I like. <laughs> oh man, well, well, Coach Murphy, yours is safer because you have less legs in your parlay. Um, but I would go with Coach Pace because I think I think everything's going to happen in there. I think and you would get more bang for your buck in that one. Um, and if Jordan Love, Jordan Love is the other one that kind of is like, um, if he if he has a bad game, then I don't think they're going to cover the spread. Always get nervous with spread picks, just because sometimes the game script just takes everything out of control. I believe. I be- hey, I believe in the Rams. I'm about to take. I'm about to do a separate little parlay for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, uh, I can see. Yeah, I can see Kyle uh-uh. getting like a hundred all-purpose yards in that game too. Like eighty to hundred all-purpose yards. Yeah. He will. Don't worry. Man. This was a great show. I'm so glad we were able to do this, fellas. This is long overdue. Um, if the I'm gonna tell y'all out here, out there right now, everybody listening. If the Eagles lose to the Buccaneers, I hate that you're making this all about me. We having a show on Tuesday. We're having a show. Yes, we are definitely <laughs> having a show on Tuesday. Coach Pace and I are not going to say a word the entire show. Mm-mm. I'm going to introduce the show, and then you won't hear from either one of us for the rest of the show. You won't hear from me either. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They don't got. They don't got Zoom. (laughs) They don't have Zoom in prison. I think I can't Zoom. (laughs) I can't Zoom from a collect call. (laughs) So, oh, last time, you know what? Never mind. Uh, Hey, Coach Pace, I have my location. He gonna be like, dang, he is silly. What? Uh, Philly fan burns down Lincoln Financial Stadium. Like no, 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 no. I'm looking for Brian Johnson. <laughs> I'm looking for Brian Johnson. Listen, this black on black crime got to stop tomorrow. You can't go after Brian Johnson. The black on black crime is him letting a black man look like that behind the line. <laughs> You ain't say nothing about his ass. Oh man! Ooh man! Oh. Shout out BJ. Shout out Brian Johnson, man. Do better. Do better, please, Brian Johnson. But because you haven't done better, you made this show even greater. Thank you for Facts. for your mediocrity. Oh uh, gosh! All right. Well, that's that's it for us, man. I hope y'all enjoy listening just as much as we enjoy making the show, and we'll be back at it next week, one way or another. Uh, so on behalf of Coach Pace and Coach Murph, Coach JP3 signing off. Coach's box. Happy MLK weekend, y'all. Peace. <laughs>